Just kidding. Bye. From the closet. <laughs> from the closet. The most famous Buffy closet. From the Buffy closet. It's me, your host, Marley. And I'm no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh. Um, she's actually Gianna. I haven't lost my touch. She hasn't aged yet. <laughs> Not today. No, but I do live in a capitalist hell dimension. As I- we all <laughs> <laughs> We're back for season three. Yes. Of my best friend thinks she's Buffy. Mm-hmm. And if you're a new listener, uh, on this podcast, I have never seen Buffy, and we're watching the whole thing. Marley, how does it feel to be back? It feels great. I like it was such a cliffhanger last season. Yes. Um, and so I was. I'm very curious what's going to happen. I really know nothing about this season at all. You did well. I'm Jana, and I'm the one who's seen it a thousand times, yes. and I'm the one who's like based her life on this show. And look at Buffy as though she is the keeper of all knowledge and truth, and puns and fashion. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's you know she's you. She's me. She means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love the show. So we watch every episode, and Marley takes us through the episode as someone who's never seen it, and we laugh and giggle and play in. in <laughs> Uh, in love with each other as we watch my favorite show. Yeah. That's what we do. So let's get right into it. Yes. Marmar, what's the sitch? Tell me what's happening. Okay. So I also just want to contextualize this episode because I did look up. So last episode, um, season two, episode 22, uh, aired on May 19th, 1998. And this episode aired September 29th, 1998. So... Uh, it's, it has been the whole summer. Awesome. Like, I, I just love when shows really are, like, kind of in real time, which Buffy is, um, which is kind of how we're watching it. Uh, we watch weekly, and we've also had a bit of a break between season two and season three. Yes. As it should. So you percolate, you wonder what's going to happen. Yes. Uh, and this episode was excellent. Uh, it gave us... It gave us some stuff, but not everything mm-hmm. that we wanted. It didn't reveal everything, mm-hmm. but sort of just um, like getting us back into the story. Well, and it, when you don't jump right back into a season, if you don't binge watch, mm-hmm. which is very difficult to do now yes. in how we consume stories, mm-hmm. you are left with more time to ruminate on the events of the past. Yes. So in this in this instance, we have a vampire slayer who just killed her boyfriend to save the world. Mm-hmm. She has run away. This is what Buffy has done. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find her. Yes. In L.A.? L.A.? I don't know. Um, Like, so the, the episode starts off in Sunnydale. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of... After the whole summer, it's the end of the summer, and we start off in the Graveyard Classic. 
Is this how every season starts? You said yep. maybe last last season. Yep. From season two onward, we begin in the graveyard. Yeah. So it is it, it, as it is written. So it shall be done. <laughs> uh, so we start off um, in the graveyard, and then we see uh, a grave and someone crawling out of the grave. Yeah. Andrew the gymnast. Andrew. Yeah. Nineteen eighty one to nineteen uh, whatever ninety eight. I yeah. think. Yeah. They are, uh, and then someone crawls out the grave, Andrew does, and we see Willow. Cute ha- new haircut, Willow. <gasps> this is, they have to do it every season. They did it last season too. Everyone had like bangs or whatever. Um, so cute new haircut, Willow. Love it. Everyone gets a bit of a new like style upgrade, if you yes, will. Absolutely. Yeah. And they are seniors now. This is senior year. Yeah, this is grade 12. Um, so they're all a little older and more cooler, kind of. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, but um, then we have this fun romp in the graveyard of Xander, Oz, and Willow being, like, shitty slayers. <laughs> Don't you love it? It's so funny. So, like, obviously what, what the show is telling us is that Buffy has not returned. No. they Buffy got on a bus at the end of last season and she hasn't come back. Yeah. And they don't know where she is and she hasn't contacted them. This isn't unlike what happened in season one between season one and season two, she did go to L.A. and she stayed with her dad and they didn't really talk very much and she comes back. So it's not, it's basically the same thing, kind of. Well, they haven't seen, I mean, you're right, you're right. Mm. They didn't see each other for very much of the last summer, Mm -hmm. but they wrote letters. Yeah. And they talked on the phone once or twice. They mentioned that. Yeah. Um, And there wasn't a, but you're right, there was a big traumatic thing. And she she left. And she left. Mm Mm-hmm. And she comes back changed. We find out school's starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So Willow's like, maybe she'll just show up and everything will be fine. And Xander's like, she can't show up. She can't just show up. She's been kicked out of school. So we know that the friends know that she's been expelled. Yes. So they found out. They didn't know at the end of last season. They sort of, like, didn't even know she had left. Obviously, they figured this out. Um, and then Willow, Oz, and Xander obviously tried to take up the mantle of the Slayer to save Sunnydale, but they're terrible. Yeah. They don't even get one vampire. He runs away, yeah. and Z- Oz does a really funny, like, tries to, like, throw the stake at the running vampire, and it just, like, bounces off. Like, it does what a normal person would do when of you course. throw something. But the musical swell that makes you believe that Oz's, like, stake throw is going to work is awesome. And it's just so funny because you just think of Buffy doing it and she yeah. does it all the time and yeah. you just take it for granted. It's <laughs> very funny. That's right, big boy. Come and get it. I got him, go! Anytime now. So after this kind of opening, uh, we find out the gang doesn't know where Buffy is. Then we have this like dream sequence. Yeah. Um, Before we get into this, yes. I just need you to know that yes. you would be Willow in this situation. You would be like, <laughs> hey, big boy, <laughs> to a vampire. <laughs> I'm up, my eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would you would be the you would be the like the talker 
like Slayer stand-in with your your groupies of of men friends, dumb boys. Yeah, that's true. Of man muscle meat Absolutely. around you to help you. <laughs> And I'd be organizing. And then you you would absolutely be like, I wonder what our first homework assignment is going (laughs) to be. Can't wait. (laughs) Um, But yeah, back to the dream. Back to the dream. beach. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's on on the beach. We'll talk about what Buffy's wearing later in Mm -hmm. fashion time, Mm -hmm. but... But she's, like, looking and, like, the music and, and then Angel is is behind her and, and holds her, like, whispering in his ears or in her ears. And what does he say? He says, um, I'll always be here. I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you even if you kill Not me. Not even if you kill me. Yes. It's freaky. And she's wearing the ring. Oh, okay. I I knew she was wearing a big ring. I made a note of it, but I didn't know if it was the ring. There's on one of her hands. It's in the middle finger. It's in the middle yeah, finger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's wearing it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. And he's wearing his. Amazing. I actually didn't notice if she was wearing it when she's her Anne character. No. no. Okay. No. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. So we've got this like dreamy sequence, and we don't really. We're not sure what it means, but it's but it's um it's kind of devastating to bring it, bring Angel back in. Totally. David Boreanaz in the credits. Very much so alive <laughs> and well in, in the, the credits. credits. <laughs> Spoiler credits. Um <laughs> so then we see Buffy, I wrote in LA. Like I uh, we're not sure, but I assume it's in LA. It's sort of in like a sketchy part of LA. Yeah. Let us we say. see a lot of poverty. Yes. It looks like we see a lot of young people mm-hmm. in living on the street, maybe. Yeah. Or without somewhere to go home to. Mm-hmm. She looks out the window, it pans out, and, and it's sort of just like a city, kind of yeah, dirty city. And then we have the, the new opening. Uh, with all the new, you you even talked about talked me through a bunch of these moments last season. You were like, "And this will be in the credits, and this will be in the credits." I noticed a uh, swim Xander. Yes, <laughs> of course, the slow motion. Yeah, shot. so good. We also get Xander staking Teresa. Yes, and then disappearing. And Classic, revealing him. Yeah, really cool. We get Willow with the monkey, mm-hmm. just like as in promised. Dream, yes, yeah. And then of course you'll notice that there's moments you aren't familiar yeah, with. Yeah, uh, totally. That will be in this season. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see them all play out. Yes. But love the new opening. Um and everyone looking cool and uh, fresh haired. <laughs> so after the opening we've got um Buffy, waitress in a diner, and then we see that her name tag says Anne. Yes. Which is the name of the episode. Uh my middle name is also Anne. <gasps> <laughs> but not with an E. Just Anne. Not with an E. No. Oh, lose that E, Buffy. <laughs> Be cool like Marley. Be cool. Um, but everyone in the 90s name middle name is Anne yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, I know like five people whose middle names are Anne. Very My funny. grandma's name is Anne. Oh, yeah. My mother-in-law is Anne. Popular. Oh, yeah. So did you know that Buffy's middle name was Anne? No. Buffy Ann Summers? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. So this is when – I don't know when I knew that. It feels like this would be the episode I would learn it. But yes. I'm not sure it, if it's mentioned in it may have been. Who knows? I just didn't clock it. Like I'm not sure if Joyce says it sometime or whatever, but And it's one of those details where 
upon a rewatch, you might notice, oh, they say her full name here. When yeah. they're talking about her permanent record, oh, maybe. Yes. You know, how much yes. they love to talk about that real document. It's permanent. <laughs> but, okay, cool. So we get Buffy Ann Summers. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, this is when, when I learned. Um, great name. Yeah. Marley Annual, Buffy Ann Summers. Great diner name. <laughs> if you're working at a diner and you're about to serve some really, really cute PDA. Some old truckers. Okay, not them. The old truckers, <laughs> they they could use an hour or two in that hell direction, I <laughs> think. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, she is serving this, like... Yeah, very uh, into each other couple. Yeah. And they were like, check out our fucking tattoos. Ricky and Lily. Oh, awful. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you don't want one half of a heart with a banner on your entire arm? Yeah, wow. That was a big tat. That's a big tat. Um, you did get a tattoo for your wedding with your partner. That's true. You are one of the, I mean, it's a beautiful tattoo. It's It's very different. And also, it's not. Like you, <laughs> well, it it looks. It doesn't have a name, and it it doesn't. No, it w- it's a beautiful tattoo by itself. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I was looking at that moment in the show, and I was like, oh my god, Marley did that. I actually have just as big of a tattoo. <laughs> it's like it's the same it's size. On your arm. Yeah, it is. But mine's better. I swear. Oh, it's much better. I think <laughs> we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. We can compare your your marital tattoos. Okay, on the I'll gram. put it on the gram, and we can vote which one's better. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. People can do what they want, but yeah. but obviously, Buffy also felt that this was stupid. <laughs> um. Also, they're like children. Like they're yeah. literally like her age. Seventeen. Yeah. 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 So, um, big mistake. Uh. Then after we kind of have this little scene with them and then the girl, I didn't know who she was. Um, she's like, I think I know you. And Buffy's like, I don't think you do. I got to go. Um, I didn't I didn't know who this girl was yet, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, so after this, we, we go back to Sunnydale and we're in the library. So we got to check in with Giles. Haven't seen him yet. Very busy library. I know. I was like, it's a bumping. Everyone's I've getting never their books. Seen. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if in high school or university or any post-secondary, you could just check out slash rent the books you needed instead of buying it all? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but we live in a capitalist hell dimension. So. Yes. So, so yeah. You need your $800 books. But very busy, some really lovely banter and, and dialogue about... Willow giving Giles the lowdown on slaying, mm-hmm. taking over the slaying, and how it's not going well, but how they're not getting killed, and Giles is very happy that they're not getting killed. He would be very cranky if they got killed. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. I love Giles. Yeah. And he's obviously, um, like, upset that Buffy hasn't been back. Yeah. Like, he's on the case. Like, uh, it's interesting because Crime Club, obviously, they're good at finding people and solving mysteries and they have not solved the mystery of, of where the fuck Buffy is. Um, and then it is revealed that Oz has to do grade 12 again. <laughs> because he didn't go and then he didn't go to summer school so he has to do, do it again. grade 12 again. Even though he's very smart he's he like a genius. He go. just doesn't care. He's just a he's just a chillax dude. Well Willow makes that joke about how 
like she gets done school at three o'clock and that's when he wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> He's this just a band dude. Yeah. I mean, having been in a band and known many band dudes, um, you party all night and sleep till noon. One could say that Oz just doesn't apply himself. True. And this is true of many very smart people. Absolutely. Is... The school system is not for everyone. Yeah. So but maybe he wanted to do it again to hang out with Willow. Well, it might not be the end of the world that yeah. he's going to be doing it again. But yeah. it does seem to be a bit of a sticking point between them. Yes. Willow's trying to figure out how, you know, how her senior year is affected by the fact that her boyfriend, her senior boyfriend didn't graduate. They're kind of working it out. Totally. In that opening montage. Also, it just works in the show to have him be like, Oh, he has to be at school again. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. In this opening montage, we also get... Larry. Yes. Amazing little monologue. Uh, amazing, like, to have Larry back. Like, we, I never know who's going to come back of, of the characters of the week. Yeah. Because we have many. The senior year, you could say. Because mm. we do know a few people in the senior year who Two. have not died. Yes. Um, but Larry, Larry is one. Mm-hmm. He's a jock bro. He's also mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the only gay queer character on the show. And he is psyched about senior year and their chances at a championship <laughs> if they eat egg whites and there aren't as many mysterious casualties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. It's so good. And then we're back to Buffy and then the angel music is happening. Yeah. As she's walking around L.A. and seeing kind of these people, these these people who keep, uh, who are maybe experiencing homelessness is kind of how they're portraying them. But they are also mentally ill is how they're being portrayed. Definitely. And they're saying, who am I? Or I am no one. I'm no one. I'm no one. I'm no one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's like wandering around seeing this happen. Yeah. Um, which is Freaky, but also it's sort of like not weird right now. Where I didn't think it was anything demonic or no wi- witchy or well, whatever. We can recognize this scene in our own lives, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. especially in our, but not not limited to, but especially in our larger city downtowns. Yes, absolutely. Where society has really abandoned a, a group of people. And then this is when Chanterelle comes up to Buffy, and I was like, holy shit, I didn't recognize her. But I, when she said that, I recognized her from, from what's that Lie episode to me. called? Lie to Me with Ford, and they yes. go to the, the Sunset Club. Club where all the vampire cultists are hanging out. <laughs> This is she's such an interesting character. She's like, yeah, I was like in this cult for a while, and then I did this other thing, and now yeah. I'm Lily. Yep, she sort of reveals herself to be um, in situations often where she's sort of following some big idea, yeah, or some visionary, or some. She says that she was following a preacher, calling herself Sister Sunshine. Yeah, she was Chanterelle when she wanted to be in a vampire when she wanted to be a vampire now she's lily she is often following men like i mean that's cult leaders are often often 99 percent of the time men so yeah very interesting yes having her kind of yeah her story it's very cool cool to bring this character back definitely Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then Anne reveals, or Buffy reveals Anne is her middle name. Yeah. And then this is when they see this guy who bumps into them who says, I'm I'm no one, and he walks into the road. Um, and Buffy goes to save him, and she gets fucking plowed by the car. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. And everyone's yeah. like, are you okay? And then she just runs away. She's like, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's quite epic. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then this, and she runs into this dude. What's his name? Ken. Uh, Ken. I didn't catch it. Ken. Uh, who gives her like a pamphlet mm-hmm. for uh, what's it? Family home. Family home. Yeah, he's just wandering the streets at night doing good. Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, I was suspicious of him immediately. Because totally. when they drop in someone like that who, you know. I was also like, this actor is good. Oh, so yeah. this actor is here. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's good. Yeah, he was good. And then we're we're back in Sunnydale. We're at the Bronze. We have to we have to go to all the locations. Yep. You know all our favorite things. Cool band. Who are they? They're called Belly Love. Belly Love. Yeah, cute. Don't know them other than from this band. This this moment. This uh, cameo. Okay, cool. But they have a little banner in the back. You know how you have the sweat hearts on yeah. your drum. Mm-hmm. They have on the back. They don't have a drum set, but on the back wall, they have, like, a drum cutout, oh, and it yeah. says Belly, Belly Love. Love. Cute. Yeah. Um, well, they were fucking cute, and, uh, but, but then <laughs> Xander is, like, lying on this, like, couch and is like, boy, I'm glad we showed up for depressing night. <laughs> <laughs> because they're kind of, like, singing this, like, you know, more low beat, like, yeah. low key yeah. <laughs> It's definitely a ballad. Yes. And it's definitely a ballad after ballad after ballad kind of band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But people are dancing, like slow dancing to them. Uh, So we see like Willow and Oz and Xander there. Um, And what they've also dropped in this episode is that Xander and Cordy haven't really spoken for the whole summer. She's gone away. That they're maybe... Well, not broken up, but just sort of... They don't have cell phones. Yeah. There is no internet. You would just sort of not see someone for the summer. Yeah, you would. There would definitely, there would be longer periods of time where you wouldn't be in contact. And you just wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, we're we're still dating, kind of, or they I mean, kind of are, but I don't know. So it's like awkward, and yeah. he, they're not really hanging out. Like, yeah. we see... Cordy come in to the bronze, like, with her, with her cordettes. Yes. Crew. So they've sort of dropped that in, that they're not, they're kind of weird. Yep. They don't know if they're sort of a thing anymore, even though they were both really excited to see each other. Definitely. But, you know, you don't really tell each other how you really feel when you're 17. They're very standoffish when they meet in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Joyce. Love her hair. Oh, yeah, Joyce. And so last episode we left Joyce was like get the fuck out and never come back basically if you leave don't even think about coming back yeah that was the ultimatum and Buffy did she just left Buffy had to yeah Buffy's boyfriend was gonna open a hell dimension that was gonna suck Joyce Mm -hmm. and her ultimatums into hell (laughs) (laughs) so we we see like Giles go to Joyce's house and Joyce opens the door and thinks thinks it's Buffy and obviously is quite distressed and tells Giles and Giles is coming to bring her an update he's gone to check out a lead 
It wasn't Buffy. You know, Giles has sort of been flying all over trying to find Buffy. Um, and Joyce is just at home and she said she feels like she can't leave because what if the phone rings? What if Buffy shows up? So obviously she's really regretting her words to Buffy, her actions. Which she expresses to Giles when she says the last thing we did was fight. Yeah. So. And I think we talked about it like what, did she really mean it? And I didn't really think so. And obviously she didn't really mean it. No. And she didn't think Buffy would leave, you know, call her bluff. Um, and then, this is really interesting, she blames Giles for everything. Buffy's the most capable child I've ever known. I mean, she may be confused or unhappy, but I honestly believe she's in no danger. I just wish I could talk to her. The last thing we did was fight. Joyce, you mustn't blame yourself for her leaving. I don't. I blame you. You've been this huge influence on her, guiding her. You had this whole relationship with her behind my back. I feel like you've taken her away from me. I didn't make Buffy who she is. And who exactly is she? I mean, I don't think she's entirely wrong. I also think that I was like, I I do think it Giles does say like I didn't I didn't make Buffy this who she way. Is. Yeah. yeah. She she was and Joyce is like who did, you know. Or who is she? Who, who is, is she? she? Yeah. Um so it's still kind of all like a bit coded language. They're like, who what is this? What is this thing that she is? But I also do think it is weird as joy like i always found joyce's character so fucking out to lunch and they didn't tell her anything and it is interesting that like a grown man would have this relationship with her uh, behind her but i don't know it's all it's a bit weird if you really break it down it is it's not weird in the show to us but then you're like um like yeah yeah so these watchers come into these slayers lives and there's no there's no it's all supposed to be a secret. And there's no, you, you don't have family, you don't have friends, is really the idea of it, except Buffy does have family and friends. Yeah. But how do you just, like, get rid of that? Like, you yeah. know. And what happens when you have a Slayer that lives long enough, like Buffy has, she's survived almost three years. Mm-hmm. Because she was, she got her calling, this strange uh, watcher man comes to her in L.A. In the movie. In the movie and in the show. We get the flashback. Oh, yeah. Um, and says she's a vampire slayer. We know we don't know for certain that that is a watcher. Mm-hmm. But I think we can assume that that is probably what he is. Yeah, I think so. She has survived three years as a vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that's a super long time, but... We also know that Buffy's already died once. And we've seen Kendra die. Yeah. Another Slayer. So there is, although it's not explicitly said, in the happenings and the events of the show, we can deduce that Buffy has lived much longer than what is perhaps usual for a vampire Slayer. Yeah. So maybe that's why we don't tell the family. Yeah. But it, it does seem to be sort of in the workings of how Watchers work. That there is no relationship with the family. Yeah. And Joyce is calling him out on that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, this is very interesting tension between yeah. like mommy and daddy. Exactly. <laughs> I am very happy to see it. Yeah. I am very happy to see this woman. She's not letting herself off the hook. I can tell that Joyce is beating herself up for the mistakes that she's made. But she's also been like, I have had no agency in. And how could in a world where the majority of the population just accepts these massive tragedies as being some bizarre tragedies, exactly just 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 that, just tragedies. How is she supposed to know that her daughter is a superhero? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get it. I think Joyce is right to be upset. Yeah. And I think that Giles did do wrong by Joyce and Buffy. Mm-hmm. Even if he is in a system where he doesn't have a lot of agency either. But that's also for the season to explore. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that Joyce knows it's just a different element yeah. in the season. So, And don't you think, what do you take away from Giles' reaction to what she says? Well, he was defensive. Do you think so? Well, a little bit. Like, he was like, well, I didn't make Buffy like this. Like, I didn't choose to make her like this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like he was defensive. What do you think? Well, I don't think he argues with her. Mm, yeah. He he. She says, "I blame you. Mm-hmm. You had this whole relationship behind my back, um, that you kept from me. And he's been a huge influence on her life. And she had no idea who she was. Mm-hmm. Giles doesn't say that that's not true. Mm-hmm. All he says is that he didn't make Buffy who she is. Mm-hmm. He didn't make her a vampire slayer." He doesn't deny the fact that he had a relationship that they didn't tell Joyce. So I don't see it as being quite as defensive. Hmm. Okay. I see him as accepting those things as being true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, obviously, we'll see them have more to say to each other. Definitely. Now this there's going to be like a tension. Yes. Um, between the parents. <laughs> Uh, so back to Chanterelle, uh, I guess her name is Lily, but her name is Chanterelle. Um, uh, her boyfriend is gone. Ricky. Ricky. Um, and she comes to ask Buffy for help because she knows Buffy is a slayer or she knows Buffy is like some, some kind of whatever can like deal with shit. Um, so she asks for her help. Buffy is reluctant, like, just wants to be by herself. Yeah. But, again, like, she always is, like, roped into, like, saving people, helping people. Yeah. And she just has to. She's compelled. Yes. Um, Because she actually doesn't have to. I was like, you don't have to help Chanterelle. You could just say no and leave. But she does. She does. She can't leave. Chanterelle's come to her work mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, I guess she could she could leave that job. Or just not help her. She could. But she she is compelled to... It's the part of the Slayer thing, I really think. Like, um, but uh, she's like, okay, I'll help you. Where do you guys hang out? And then, like, she's like, the blood bank! 
<laughs> and I feel like giving blood for money is so American. It is. Like, it's one of the only places in the world where they incentivize blood donation with money. Yeah, because here in it's Canada, illegal. it's illegal and it has to be donated. Um, so it's very – I was like, God, this is so fucked up that you go sell your – it just – to me, because of how we do this in Canada, it just feels really fucked up to be able to sell your – um your blood and your organs and whatever. Like, I wrote suspicious blood nurse. Very. She was like, I'll tell him I saw him, you. Dun, dun, dun. She's like, mm, like gives a real look. So obviously suspicious of her, of the blood nurse. Um, Buffy's like, let's split up and you go look somewhere and I'll go look. Yeah. Um, so... This is where Chanterelle has been, like, staying. like One of the places, yeah. Squatting in one of these houses. Like, uh, there, there's, like, scary symbols all over the wall. Um, it, very freaky. This is where I was, like, they're sort of making this feel like this sort of squatter's house. But I was, like, I wonder if something demonic in this house because there's, like, all these, like, freaky symbols all over the wall mm-hmm. and stuff. It's freaking me out. Mm-hmm. So she finds this guy, Buffy finds this guy in this house, um, this old man, and I think beside him is a big thing of Drano. Yeah. He's drank. Yeah. Is what we think. And she looks at his arm and it has the tattoo of Lily. Yeah. So this is bizarre because he's an old, old man. Yeah. Not recognizable as Ricky, the the young little 17-year-old we saw. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote family home guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is around? Why did I write that? He's somewhere. Um, Buffy breaks into the blood bank. Yeah. Um, and is so confident. She rips the phone off the wall when the nurse is like, I'm going to call 911. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and is. Uh, looking in the files for about Ricky. Well, the reason she goes back to the blood bank mm-hmm. is because her and Lily, so she finds Ricky dead. Yes. Then they meet up in in Buffy's apartment. Ah, yes. And they have this argument. So, well, I mean, Buffy delivers the news unto Lily that Ricky is no longer with dead, us, that he's, yeah. that he's dead. And Lily, oh, obviously, understandably, doesn't take it very well. Buffy's not delivering it very well no. either. She's no. like, get over it. Her empath <laughs> is off. Yeah. The light switch is, is dim. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, Buffy is projecting pretty majorly mm-hmm. onto Lily about you just have to get over it. You just have to deal with it. Yes. And it's like, yes, just like you are. Just deal with it by running away. Yeah. And then Lily's like, maybe this is because you came, because bad things seem to happen when you come. Which is kind of Buffy's fear, like that she causes harm, yes, to all the people around her. But the thing is, is that these things find her. Mm -hmm. Lily's the one that sought her out. Yeah. Because she is strong. Mm -hmm. Because she can help. Yeah. So... It's a chicken or the egg. Yes. It's a vicious cycle, as they say. Anyway, they have a big fight. Lily storms out. Oh, and this is when Family Home Guy finds her and is like, I'll help you. Oh, Ricky is with us now. Come with us. And she's just, Chanderelle's so easily convinced. But it's interesting. It's in her character. They dropped it in. Like, she would totally be convinced by any random man on the street with a... 
a story. And she says to Buffy, like, Ricky can't be dead. He takes care of me. Uh, yeah. He takes care of me. Mm -hmm. She's not, like, deluded. Like, she knows that she, and she says it at the end of the episode, she's not very good at taking care of herself. Yes, yes. So she's coming to terms with the fact that who she is might be someone who is someone who needs taking care of. Yeah. But what good has that done her at the yeah. end of that? Like, that's the lesson. She takes care of her. She should be the one who takes care of herself. For anyway, sure. so Ken is like, oh, Ricky? Oh, Ricky? Oh, he's at family home. Oh, he'll be really happy to see you. you at wanna... family home. Yeah, you should come with me. Yes, and Buffy is like, no, there's something else. There's something going on. The blood. Blood bank. Yeah. Blood nurse. And she goes to look in the files. Yes. Um... And it says, what does it say? Candidate. Candidate. In the comments on, uh, every, on all these young people's files. That are health, healthy? Healthy. Yeah, okay. Because that's what the nurse says. Like, I just pass on the healthy ones. Um, and meanwhile, at family home, um, Ken has dressed Chanterelle in some, like, sack. Some rags. Some potato sack. Yeah, some potato sack. And is like, now we're going to do the cleansing. <laughs> yeah. So culty. Very culty. Yeah. How... Cool is Buffy in that scene with that nurse. So cool. She's so confident. Like, she doesn't even turn around when the nurse is like, what are you doing? She's like... Going through your secret files. Yeah, yeah. I'm breaking in here and looking through your files. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call the police. Okay, well, I'm just going to break your phone. Yeah. She's so confident. Even when she was going into the freaky house, she was just like, la, la, like walking through. Like, just, just... And she also, I guess... I don't know. I don't feel like Buffy doesn't care or is, like, super depressed. I just feel like she's sort of, like, over people. She's over it. I don't know. She's doing a good job of not playing, like, she's, like, incredibly depressed or something, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. She's detaching. Yeah, she's detached. Yeah. But she's still strong and still confident, yes. you know, in her abilities. Yes. Um. Yeah. So uh, we, we're we kind of flashing back to uh, Sunnydale with Cordy being the bait. Oh, yeah. This um, is awesome. This is such a good scene. So they decide, uh, Xander and the gang decide that Cordy's going to be the bait and this will be the way they get this this vamp. Yeah. They need so many of them to, like, get one vampire. <laughs> um, so Cordy's supposed to, like, walk around and be bait and then they'll all pop out and, like, get him. But they obviously, like, fuck up. and Yeah. The vampire attacks Willow instead. They're all screaming and, like, running around. <laughs> Don't you love it when Cordelia's like, okay, what's the plan? And he's like, go be Beatty. Or no, no. Then he says, and he says, um, the vampire hunts you. He kills you. We rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Xander. <laughs> so good. Um, which is great because they need to get back into the little banter because that's what their foreplay they is love fight it. play. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so they have a big little fight and then um the vampire is like attacking Cordy and Xander and then she pushes it and it falls on the stake and then it disappears and they smash together and then just start making out. The same music. Yes. The swell of like the orchestral swell of triumph yes. and makeout music. Same thing that they kissed to in season two. Yes. In their first kiss. It's so good. It's so funny. We also get that sweet Inca Mummy Girl reference. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> When they're talking about how you probably cheated on me and you probably cheated on me. With some Inca mummy girl. Yeah. I heard about her. 
<laughs> Which is also the episode where you started saying crime club because that's what Xander says they're doing. In that episode. <laughs> that is the crime club. Crime club never never stuck like back in the 90s when this came out, but you're bringing it back I'm in the 2020s. It. It's, yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> in my world, um in my pod. Uh Amazing. So that's such a great little scene. And then back in uh, Buffy world, the the Buffy shows up and just trying to go undercover to get into the family home. Yeah, she needs help for all the sins. And she just, all the sex and uh, the, the loud music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and the drugs. And the... <laughs> She's just like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> just like smashes down the door. <laughs> it's more Buffy style. Totally. And she just like, Where's Ken? <laughs> I need to talk to Ken. Yeah, she just can't do it. She And also, she's just not in the right frame of mind to do it. So She's just in smashy frame of mind. But don't you love how, like, if the theme of this episode is running away, disappearing, hmm. not wanting to be who you were, escaping your life, Buffy's having a really hard time doing that now. Yes. Like, going undercover and trying to be someone else, trying to feign some other problems or be someone else to access family home. She's like, ah, fuck it. I can't do it. She's just not good at that. Yeah. Anyway. I'm Buffy. Yeah. And I'm here to uh, fuck you up. Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, Ken is putting Chanterelle in like the oil bath. Yes, totally. Oil bath. Um, She's going to shove her hand in there. Yeah. And be cleansed. crude oil bath. Yeah. Bitumen. Please. We know it well. Yeah. We have this cult in Alberta. Yeah, we know. Um, And so um, she gets sucked into the pool just as Buffy is like coming in and then they all get sucked into the pool. Yeah. And uh, Ken's demon face is revealed. Oh, man. It's good. It's awesome. It's really good. I know. He looks was freaky as fuck. Uh. And all his, like, demon friends are very scary. Totally. His demonic persona is still kind of square and superior and full of explaining, which yeah. I love. His voice is so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, what a good little demon. He's still being cult leader Ken. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then I wrote, like, Temple of Doom slaves. Like, oh, yeah. It's, I, that's what it felt like to me. Like, all those, like, children slaves in that movie. Um. So we we it is revealed there's like this big like I don't know factory uh of like um people that they've sucked into the pool um who had good blood, I don't know, healthy, all young people. Yeah, young people and they're all like slaves in this like hell. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um or like Isengard, I don't know. Yeah. Uh so big, big like hell place. There's vats of bubbling fire, liquid magma. We're Beating yeah, rocks. It looks like we're in a big forge. Yeah, totally. Forging metals, making weapons. We're working for Demon Ken and his demon brethren. Yeah, and they're very, very scary. Yeah. And so they, like, knock Buffy out. They put them in, like, a cell. And then Ken has this, like, speech about, like, how it's hell. Yeah. And how this is, like... This is hell. And and why why Ricky was so old is because... Um, down here in, in like hell, uh, time passes very quickly. So a hundred years will pass and a day will pass upstairs. So no one will miss you if you're gone. And that's why we chose you because we know you won't be missed. Yeah. So I think this is like a bigger comment on the forgotten people of society or maybe, maybe to put it more truthfully, the people that society has abandoned. Yes. 
and want them to go to yes. a hell dimension. Yes. This is actually what people want. Yeah. Is for them to be sucked into a pool and to disappear and be forgotten. And and our society in in you know, in all intents and purposes is saying you deserve to be punished for you deserve to have pain and be be no one. Be no one if you have a certain lifestyle. Yep, absolutely. So if that doesn't conform to a very, very narrow idea of 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 how the society wants you to be living. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of like the like Ken sort of sums this up in a like maybe in a less complex way. He's a demon after all. Yeah, yeah. Uh but And like his motivation yeah. I mean, he's just a demon. <laughs> yeah. But that's basically that's, his objective. that's basically what the episode is about, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um because it is about young young people and how you get into this "Quote unquote lifestyle For sure. and these choices you make and, and all the judgment that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but someone like Chanterelle, like you know, she's she's so young, but she's already been involved in these cults and these things, and she has she's hasn't you know pro- dropped out of school, like you know all this stuff. Like, uh, what choice did she have when she's so young? Like, not really much of. A and she choice. can't go home. She obviously doesn't have a safe home. She to doesn't go home have to. a home. She has to attach herself to these men to yeah. to get money for food. Like, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's it's all about that. It's very yeah, very interesting. Yeah, they chose her mm-hmm. because no one would. No one wants her. No one wants. No her. one would care. Yeah. So, and she has really good blood and she likes to eat cookies from the blood bank. Uh, but, but yeah, so we get this great speech and then Buffy's like, well, you didn't choose me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I didn't choose you, Anne, but I know your type. You want to disappear. Like he calls Buffy out. Yeah, because he sees, he saw her, yeah. like that her name isn't really Anne. She's, she's pretending to be someone. And he's like, you got your wish. You want to disappear forever, be forgotten, run away, escape your life from before? Well, here you are. Yeah. You got your wish. You're welcome. It's quite <laughs> so satisfying. Good. It's so good. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's like just killed her boyfriend three months ago, okay? He doesn't know. You know, he doesn't He's know. He's just a demon. It's true. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> so they have, like, Buffy ends up being like, I'm yeah. the vampire slayer. Well, they have a pre-shift meeting. Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they get all the young kids in their potato sacks to come out and get the the scoop. Oh, this is very Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Who are you? I am no, no one. one. Yes. <laughs> very Arya. Um But the first guy who gets asked that by like demon brethren skull skull face guy. Skull uh skin hat, like I don't skin know. Skin hat skull face? I don't know. Yeah. He's scary. Yeah, he, he is. He he he's kinda handsome, but he's kinda <laughs> Ew! Yeah, I do. I'm putting it on. Can Is you he handsome or put it not? On. It's his voice. Would you fuck him? It's the timbre of his voice. Oh, just close your eyes you? and listen to him, and tell me if you wouldn't just give it a shot. <laughs> if you were Ken, ah, he's so scary. <laughs> hey, Marley's right. It's pretty bad. But he says, "Who are you?" And the guy's like, "I'm, I'm Eric, Eric or something," and he just gets you know a weapon to the face. Yeah. work and you live that is all you do not complain or laugh or do anything besides work whatever you thought whatever you were does not matter 
are no one now. Mean nothing. Who are you? Aaron? Who are you? No one. Who are you? No one. Who are you? I'm Buffy, the vampire slayer, and you are? Anyone who's not having fun here? Go down the line. No one to know what I know. And then Buffy. I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, this is what made me be like, she, she's not <clears throat> denying who she is. She just, like, is sick of it all. But she's not, like, really, I don't know. Well, and I think she needed to, I think this is a lesson she needed to learn. Yes. And I think also she can't escape it. It doesn't no. matter where she goes. Who she is is who she is. Yeah. She could be anywhere away from everyone. She could be across the world. Yeah. With a different name. It yeah. doesn't matter. She's still the Slayer. But she makes skull, skin head, skin, skull, face, skin, skin hat. <laughs> it's like a hat. It is. It's like a, it's like a little um, swim cap. <laughs> but it is like a stitched piece of skin. Yeah, it's so gross. It's like he put someone's like shoulder blade yeah, on Yeah, I was like, head. this will make a nice hat. <laughs> At least they get to have, like, you know, individual statements about their uniforms. It's very orky to me. It it's is just very really, it calls back to the orcs and their weird skull hats and this, stuff. This system of working also reminded me a little bit of working at Earl's. Like, like <laughs> not a hell dimension or anything, but, like, all these leaders, like, you would... There'd be all these young people, like particularly the young people, lots and lots and lots of young women working at Earl's, and mm -hmm. they would have to report to these men, always men, in my in my lifetime at Earl's. Mm -hmm. uh, they were called leaders. They didn't do anything, as far as I could see. Uh, you had to tip them out. They like got to boss you around and stuff, but they were all dudes. They got to sit Ugh. at the bar. They were very much like skinhead, skin hat, skull bone face. face. Yeah. Anyway, Buffy beats the shit out of them all and starts a big... Uh, a rebellion. And, like, has such a good fight on that platform. Yes. Where, like... We can call it the, a stage. Oh, the stage, <laughs> yes. All the all the orcs, demons are are coming up one at a time. She's like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of good roundhouse kicks. Yes. And, like, it's just really good fight. Yeah. What we wanted. Buffy's back. Yeah. Is sort of the 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 storytelling, is, isn't it, there? Yeah. Yeah, and she's like Chanterelle, like go take the take these new recruits and get out of here. <laughs> um, so Chanterelle has to do something, yeah. like be a leader. Is really what she has. And to Buffy's do. like, you can do it because I say you can. I know you can. Yeah, which is really great. Yeah, but then um, Ken grabs Chanterelle like at the top of the stairs and is like gonna cut her throat and is like, you never rebel. This is what happens. I'll kill you. And then Chanterelle just pushes him off a. The platform. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. This is such a good moment because it's like, Ken, this is your hubris. Mm -hmm. You made yourself believe that this woman won't do anything. Yes. 
So you put her in a situation where you think she is unassuming that she's no threat to you. And then she was like, oh, wait a minute. I'll just push you off of this platform. Yeah. And you'll kind of half die. (laughs) And that'll be great. Yeah. But it's like the same reason that she gets sucked down into this hell dimension as as the reason why he thinks that she's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of great. Yeah. It's a bit of irony there. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So uh, then Buffy like hulks this gate open. They all escape. But then it stabs. He Ken's like back for one more round, stabs him in the legs. And then Buffy just like smashes his head with a big club. Yeah. Very good. With the line, a joke that I don't totally get. I don't get, get it. I was like, this isn't funny. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But, uh, yeah. It's about Gandhi. It's, what is she, want to see my impression of Gandhi? Gandhi? I think it's supposed to be because Gandhi was really, in the 90s, Gandhi as like a, as like a peaceful protest. Yeah, like a symbol. Of, of peace, peace and hope. Yeah. Um, In times of, like, despair and, and inequality, did a lot of peaceful protests, etc., yeah, maybe it resonated more in the 90s. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I didn't think it was very clever. I don't think so either. But I think it's supposed to be about how Ken is touting this. Mm. Like Ken was handing out leaflets and trying to For help hope. people. And, and 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 yeah, being at this fucking humanitarian sure. when he's really just a demon. demon? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, here you go. Here's a... Anyway, I don't I don't really get it. But I there, we, there it we go. But, you know. Um, and so the... End of the episode is is Joyce in her house and she hears something and Buffy is back. Yeah. Buffy has given over her apartment to Lily. Yes. Yes. To start her new life. Her new life on her own. As Anne. As Anne with a job, with an apartment, Mm -hmm. with no partner. Yep. No despot. No man. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, there's hope for Lily in yeah. the end of this episode, I think. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had a really successful experience escaping a hell dimension. Yeah. She's going to do that again. On her own. On yeah. her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. But yeah, that hug with Joyce is pretty amazing. Well, and now I'm, now I'm excited to see the next episode of what happens when Buffy's back and has to deal with everything. Yeah. Because this was an interesting episode of Buffy being away. We spent a lot of the episode in a, another city, which is really interesting. We haven't done that in the show. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. Buffy has found who she is alone. Mm-hmm. Now, can she feel that empowered and face her community? Yeah. And there'll be some other things she has to face. Like, she is expelled from school. Mm -hmm. She had a massive fight with her mother. She has a totally secret identity that her mother still doesn't really know anything about. Mm -hmm. And she's abandoned her friends and her watcher. And she's killed her boyfriend. Yeah. Like, what? It's a lot to deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's her senior year. Some assembly required. Let us talk about the new new hair. I think Willow's new hair is the best new hair. Love it. Uh, she's cut. So Willow in season one and two had very long, straight, sort of 70s hippie hair. Yeah. 
um, always in little braids and stuff. But now she's cut it shoulder length. This is, I feel like this is a popular hairstyle now. A lot, lots of people are getting these like lobs, these long, long bob shoulder length cuts. Yeah. Looks really good. Center part. Makes her look older. Yep. Um, not like such a little child. Nope. Anymore. Um, so I love it. I love her cute little hair. She also has a leather jacket on in the opening scene. She's it's, being Buffy. It's so, yes, it's so not Willow, that leather jacket, but it's really cute. But she didn't disappoint me later with some of her outfits. But I was like, oh, Willow. And then later I was like, oh, Willow. <laughs> um, Xander and Oz just look the same, basically. Yeah. Um, Xander, big-ass clothes. Yeah. Oz, little, or big Button up, but short sleeve. Yeah. Shirts. We've got some necklaces. Xander's rocking yes. a necklace. Yes. This is, is something. like a puka or some other kind of beaded bead necklace. It's, it's like a choker length or maybe a bit longer than a choker length. Very popular yeah. at the time. And he's got some sweet product in his hair that first day of school. Some gel. Yeah. He's looking good. Yeah. He looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, Oz looks the same. Um, yeah. And then Buffy's dream dress. It's like... A little, teeny little pink, almost like a slip of a dress. Yeah. Um, it, it's floral. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like the thinnest silk material yeah. or something. It does look like a slip. Yes. I think a silk slip is a good description for this dress. Yeah. It's so small that it's, and the material is so fine. And then she's got pink nails, pink lips, like just very femme, pink, beautiful Buffy. Yep. And Buffy's new hair yes. is the Rachel. It it's, is. It's like center part, big chunk, chunky um, blonde highlights, and then like almost like ambery undertones. Very. Right. I don't want to say orange because it's not orange, mm. but they have brassed her out. Yes. They've like, it's, she's got blonde at the front of her face, mm-hmm. around her face, but there's a lot of orange in her yeah, hair. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's totally brassy, yeah, ambery. It, it just so looks like Jennifer Aniston, yeah. which, 98, like, yep. friends. This is totally it, the Rachel It's Bob. the Rachel. Um, it's so popular. I had big chunk highlights, too. I wish, my hair would do this if I blow dried it and blew it out and professionally did it, but this is yeah. not a bob that comes without much of maintenance. No, it's textured. It needs curlers. It needs a blowout. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, you can't just roll out of bed with that. No. And like Buffy is doing that in her like teeny little apartment. I know. With her she, no money yeah. and her diner. I know. But still. Her diner be... hair is like little two pigtail braids. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute. Cute. Um, then we see Willow in a stupid outfit with a stupid purple hat. Excuse me. <laughs> Use your words, Marley. <laughs> it's like a little bowler hat, like purple. I think it might be uh, suede or, dare I say, fuzzy. It's fuzzy. <laughs> it's some kind of textured, nitty felt suede. Who knows? Uh, She's got like a choker, like a beaded flower power mm. Girl power choker going yeah. on. That's cute. Striped sweater, classic willow, but yeah. that hat, woof. That's your first day of school outfit? Yeah. Oof. Oh, no. Uh, Cordelia, on the other hand, has like a lovely mint 
button up like short sleeve and then a yellow cardi she had tied yep. on the top prep yep. style but she has a plastic purse yes that i don't like <laughs> it looks like a classic lunchbox to me yeah and it's too much yeah i think it's too much and she has this weird thing in her hair i was like what the fuck is that it's like a headband with like little I don't know. Was it like jewels or it, was it like flowers? It's one of those classic Claire's or Arden's purchases yes. where it's like a headband that's supposed to be invisible on one side, but then there's just like a almost like a almost like a fascinator. Yeah, it's like silver. Yeah, silver was so. Also, that's a headache machine. Yeah, those are just it's, headache it's metal. Yeah. yeah, she was wearing a similar like me- metallic headband. Yeah, last season, but yeah, I don't. I'm not sure about that hair thing. I just think everyone for first day of school got a little riled up and wore something a little cuckoo banana. Yeah, they were like, oh, the, uh, this is my statement this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't be as hard on Willow as you are. I think it's in her <laughs> character and she dresses. People also get mad at me for being very harsh to Willow's oh, do they? A few people. <laughs> You feel the heat. Uh, well, but you don't back down. That's my opinion. <laughs> Oz has a classic red, like, geometric kind of button-up. Yeah. I like it. Um, but I love a cool geometric pattern. Chanterelle is wearing, when she comes to ask Buffy for help, she's got a red. This is also so cool. I wore, st- like, layers. So mm-hmm. she has a long sleeve mm-hmm. red shirt and then over top, like, a beige tee. T-shirt. Yeah. But it's cropped. Yeah. So it's like double air, but cropped. Love it. And she's wearing one of those black belts with the two prongs yes. and the metal. Yeah, those whole... divots or whatever they're called. Yeah. Rivet, rivet, divot. To me, I always described it. Do you remember paper, whole, like, loose leaf paper enforcers? Like when your <laughs> yes. loose leaf wouldn't stay in your binder and you'd put like a paper reinforcer. They're like circle <laughs> stickers. Yeah. It's like that kind of belt. Yes, There's absolutely. It's like circle and someone it was like has, fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has punched two circles along the whole belt. So trendy. And then it's like cargo. Loose cargo pants. Pants. Yeah. Oh, looks really good. Yeah, This she is looks a great. great outfit. And her hair is like beautiful and blonde and like little bangs. And... She's very, um, no doubt to me. Yeah. She's very Gwen Stefani mm-hmm. to me. And she's like sickly looking, yeah. but it's like cool. Yeah. yeah. Um... She looks great. And and then this is more, this is classic Willow in the bronze. She's got like a big flower on her like red shirt. So it's still like hippy dippy flower power Willow. I love this sweater. Yeah, it's cute. (gasps) Did you hear that, haters? She Uh, thinks it's cute. It is cute. I don't hate everything she wears. See? Just hate that hat. Uh... And then we see this on Cordy for, like, one second, but she's got, like, a red shift yes. dress when yes. she comes in the bronze, and it's beautiful. That ties in the front. Yes. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it's just for, like, one second, but it but it's beautiful. And Joyce, big hair don't care. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. Yep. It's, like, bigger. Yeah. It's, like, a little bit longer. It's really good. It doesn't look as finished. It looks more it's natural like curl. A bit frazzled. I was like, are they kind of saying that she's a bit frazzled? Maybe. Maybe. And I think it's more natural curl. Her hair is also much longer. Yes, it's now. longer. So time has passed. Mm-hmm. I like the the two things that we see Joyce in, this sort of loungewear, lighter hoodie set. It's like a deep purple hoodie <laughs> set. 
I like it. She's mm-hmm. wearing a long necklace. This is when Giles comes to tell her, give her the update about this Oakland tale of a girl fighting vampires that there never ended up being any truth to. Yeah. And she confronts him. That outfit, I think, is really great. And mm-hmm. this cute little t-shirt with these frilly sleeves mm-hmm. and her mom jeans when she's fixing the dishwasher when Buffy comes home. She's, like, grabbing a fork out of it. She's got a wrench, actually. Oh, my she's God. She's got a huge, <laughs> huge wrench. And she's she's just giving she's it fixing to her, her dishwasher. Yeah, sure. Full of dishes and somehow fixing it full of dishes. Yeah. But, yeah, I love this outfit as well. Yep. Very cute. I also love the outfit that Buffy is in when she is fighter girl. It's like loose pant, like kind of drawstring. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a cargo sweatpant. This looks like you. This looks like what you wear. Yeah. Like like a loose, like drawstring, like cargo-y, like khaki kind of color. And then she's got a little is it like a short sleeve like she's got it rolled up yeah okay she's got it rolled up and the pants aren't super long like they come up above her sneaker yeah very practical yeah uh and like a little tank top Mm -hmm. and she's wearing her cross yes sporty so not the cross angel gave her no different cross it's a different one but yeah very sporty but still quite fashionable oh yeah and her hair is is did. did yeah so she looks always with the hair did yeah. So any loungewear will look more elevated when you have your hair done. It's so true. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about is Cordelia's pants in the graveyard. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at them. I was like, I was like, they're jeans. They're like, ash. and then I was like, no, they're not jeans because they're shiny. They're satin. Yeah, they're like shiny. So, but they're they're like kind of tie-dye acid wash or something. They had flowers on them. Okay, I could there's just like so many things happening. Yeah. And they're different blues and they're like tie-dye and yeah. and they're shiny and This was a pair of jeans that was on that was possible for you too to have at home if you shopped at the Gap. What? So this was a shiny satin pant. Uh-huh. That was meant to look like a denim. But was shiny and had embroidered shiny fabric, like light reflecting fabric, shiny flowers on it. That's what those were. Yeah, they they were wild. I had a pair. You did? Yes. But they snagged on everything because they were like a satiny. Yeah. Like it just didn't work. It's not practical. Yeah. It just didn't work. No. But she's got like blue on blue on blue in that graveyard. I mean, she looks great, but these pants were really wild to me. I was like, what are they? Yeah. Um, I'll try and get a good picture for the gram. Satin, soft, very stinky. Oh. I can say. Any fake material. Yeah. So stinky. Yeah. Um, and that's all the fashion. Quite a lot. We had a lot Epic to go through. fashion episode. I mean, the gang had to be sort of all reintroduced yes. and elevated and or like reestablished. Oh my God, yeah. Welcome to senior year. Things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. All right. Anything uh, troubling? Anything's not sit right with you? Anything you want to unpack with me here and now? Well, I just had one note. I don't know why this kind of stuck out to me in the blood bank. Um, And it's because we were talking about blood and about poor people and selling your blood and stuff. Um, There, and I can't help but think this would. This would be a purposeful thing to put in the blood bank, but there's a very large poster about AIDS. It says AIDS. Yes. Yeah. 
And it's the poster. It looks like a, a person and then like a, a demon or something behind them. Yeah. And I just feel like that, that can't have been like a throwaway thing. I don't know. I just made me think about there's just so much conversation about blood and, and purity and like disease. And this is 10 years out from from the real height of the AIDS crisis, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the late 90s, the 80s were when this was really happening, the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And talk about your blood and how diseases are transmitted. And I don't know. It's just, I just thought it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, and also showing like almost like a demon in that. I'm sure that was maybe a common uh, oh, the campaign. Stigma- the, I mean, AIDS, yeah, the stigmatization Poster. of AIDS. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, the, I mean, you could even say the demonification. Yes, it's of just people what I saw that. AIDS. Yeah, and it just reminded me, I don't know, just like these people are no one and, and people with AIDS are grouped into that category too. And it just, I don't know, I don't know if it was so purposeful, but it just made me think, think about it seeing that poster in the blood bank and and this whole metaphor of people being made to feel like no one and to just go die etc definitely mm-hmm. yeah. definitely this relationship between poor people exploiting themselves being exploited pardon me for the benefit of the rich and wealthy mm-hmm. and the healthy yeah quote unquote the healthy mm-hmm. um surviving off of a whole class of people's blood. It's just very vampiric. It's all about what this show is about. Yeah. But I don't know. That that AIDS poster certainly doesn't make it seem like AIDS is something that is a livable disease, that is something that you can have and still have a life full of dignity. It's just not that kind of um it's not that kind of storytelling in that moment in the well, show. Well, yeah, like, and the episode is not about AIDS. Like, it's about something else. But it, and maybe they were just trying to make it look like a blood bank, and that was what was in blood banks at the time. But it, you can't help but think about that now and see that and and have connotations, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to say your favorite line? I just from love. The episode? So th- it's very early on, and it's the same teacher. It's the teacher that I really love. Mm-hmm. It's the teacher that plays Hangman at the end of the year oh, yeah. in the first in the first season, and it's the teacher who writes "Don't walk away from me, me bitch. bitch" on the board <laughs> in um, "I Only Have Eyes for You." Yes, he comes out and is like, "Someone's running." I think it's Xander running down the hallway. And he says, slow down, people. Summer is over. Be somber. <laughs> <laughs> and as a, like, a teacher joke, I think so that good. that is very funny. <laughs> very good. Um, mine is Larry. Like, oh, yes! <laughs> this is sort of paraphrasing, but, like, if we can focus and not have as many mysterious deaths, this year will rule. Yeah. Is basically <laughs> what he says. <laughs> it's very good. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> very happy to see Larry again. Yes, I I hope to see more of him. <laughs> you will, you will. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a time when you thought you'd never see him again, and yep. I said, well, "You might eat your words." I know, and I was like, "Spoiler." <laughs> so, what do you think is going to happen next time? Well, obviously, Buffy's going to have it to um, talk to everyone in the gang and yeah. uh, grapple with the how to come back to Sunnydale and. 
go back to school. So like, this is sort of the next thing that needs to happen. She needs to be able to go back to school. So I don't know if there's some Snyder that's going to happen because he was not in this episode, but maybe a Snyder appearance is what I hope. You may get your dream. You may get your wish. (laughs) So hopefully I see him and she gets to go back to school and everything's fine. (laughs) Okay, well... We love you, world. We love you. Thank you for listening. You can rate uh, the podcast. Yes. Um, if you like this podcast, it's great to leave us a review. It helps us, uh, it helps other people find the podcast. Yes. And you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, we do weekly fashion polls, um, probably the better than the podcast. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people uh, love them. Uh, you're going to love it, too. Uh, and if you have any uh, longer-form questions or comments, you can email us. Absolutely. At my best friend thinks she's Buffy at gmail.com. Let's spend the winter watching season three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What a better way to get us through the cold, yeah. dark night. They don't have to deal with this in Sunnydale. Never. See you next week. Bye. Arg. Grr. Grr. Arg.